And now, for a podcast 20 years in the making. Shit, them boys is having the time of their lives. <laughs> it will be in your head for the next hour of sports, history, just pure randomness. Just talking? Well, what's the show about? It's about nothing. With your hosts, Robbie Nelson. A team that is known as the Bears. The Bears. And the Bulls. The Bulls. The Bulls. And Mike Chips. That guy's pretty good, if, if you like. 6'5", 230-pound quarterbacks, laser, rocket arm. Are you ready for Welcome to the Dog And the boys are back to Welcome to the Dog Pound, featuring myself, the dog, Robbie Nelson, my man, man, my kid. Say what's up, Mike. How's it going? And we are, <laughs> he's over here uh, watching... Women's, uh, women's basketball. Women's basketball getting all bent out of shape. Go, go Iowa State. Yeah, they're playing Texas right now as we're recording. So, And he's watching college wrestling. Big surprise. And which which match is it right now? What weight? Uh, Marinelli versus Joseph. 165. Oh, Marinelli. Marinelli might pull out the upset here. And for our listeners out there, if they want a wrestling podcast ever, you should uh, let our, our resident wrestling expert now so he'll record one and talk about this stuff because i have zero desire to talk about it i, I need someone to bounce some ideas <laughs> off of so if you we'll, uh, we'll bring in uh our friend neil Hightoff. yeah somebody, i bet he would somebody will jump on yeah so uh we decided to record today um and later on we're going to talk a little iowa state hoops um we had an unfortunate kind of ending to the season but we're going to talk about the postseason and our thoughts on the how the regular season went and how we think we're gonna, they're going to do going forward. Uh, I do plan on having our good friend Bill Christensen on hopefully soon to talk about the Hawks in the same capacity. So we'll uh, we'll figure that out. So um, Mike, why don't you tell the people what you were doing last night? So last night I went to an Iowa Barnstormers game. To watch our very own uh, Robbie Nelson uh, participate in an event that he's been longing to do for the longest time. How long have you you wanted to do uh, this lifelong dream of yours? Well, this is actually kind of fascinating, Mike. I uh, so what he's getting at is the rumors are true. I am the newest Billy the Barnstormer, which is the Barnstormer's mascot, and I made my debut last night. I grew up. And I was actually kind of afraid of mascots. Um, uh, a funny story from my childhood is I think we were at the College World Series, and I don't know what team's mascot was like walking in the stands, but it was coming close to us, and I freaked out. I grabbed my dad, and I said I had to go to the bathroom. We stood in line. By the time I got to the actual toilet, I didn't have to go to the bathroom. He was not impressed. All because I was scared of a mascot. Oh, I thought maybe you peed yourself. No, I didn't pee myself, oh. but he was still mad. So, <laughs> as I got a little bit older, so, I don't know, middle school age or early high school, I got, you know, past that. 
And, you know, I went to events and saw these mascots just having an awesome time, whether it was a college event or, I don't know, a baseball game with our boy, like, Slugger, like we used to joke about me being. Um, always wanted to be one. So we always talked about how funny it would be if I was a mascot. And last fall, I was perusing the Internet and... I came across on the Barnstormers website, they had a posting for their mascot job for the 2019 season. So, last September, I actually submitted a resume, which has zero mascot experience on it, and actually wrote a cover letter of how badly I wanted to be the mascot. And (laughs) I didn't think anything of it, didn't hear anything for months. And then a couple weeks ago, I get... Uh, email from their promotions department asking if I still wanted to be the mascot. And of course I said, hell yeah, I'm in. So I went down and I quote unquote interviewed for it. Nothing crazy. They just basically asked me questions and then asked me if I still wanted to do it. Mainly because this Barnstormers mascot helmet you can't see out of, which we'll get into. Um, (laughs) But I still said I was interested So, March 9th was the home opener for the Barnstormers, and they were raising the championship banner, which kick us see the banner being raised that said... World champions. World champions of the IFL, which included uh, five other teams last year. So, six total. (laughs) So, uh, but anyway, um, Kit and a couple of guys came. um, Stacia and her girlfriend came to watch me debut. So, um, I thought I would give you guys kind of a brief overview of my first experience as a professional mascot. So, if you don't know anything about the Barnstormers, their mascot is called Billy. He is basically dressed up as kind of like a bomber pilot with goggles, which is featured on the helmet of the Barnstormers. A scarf, a bomber jacket, and he, he has football pants. And he just basically waves ton of issues. But the mascot head is basically just this random guy with goggles on his head and a mustache and very furry eyebrows. In this head is two eye holes, which feature basically the best way I can describe it is kind of like wind, window mesh, but a lot smaller. And one mouth hole, which is the same. And it's extremely hot. <laughs> I uh, I sweated a ton, but uh, I did pregame and walked around while fans came in. I got to meet a lot of um, kids that were really excited to be there for the game. A lot of super fans that love the Barnstormers. I got a lot of high fives, a lot of fist bumps, a lot of hugs, hugs, a lot of uh, photos and selfies. Um, I had a lady hit on me, which was fun. She kind of grabbed my butt. So, a shout out to that lady, if she ever listened to this. I don't know her name. Couldn't see her face, really, so I don't know. (laughs) And then um, I saw the guys. We all took a photo together, which we will uh, post on our Twitter page and the Facebook page. So, you guys can enjoy uh, seeing me as Billy the Barnstormer. And I, uh, I... Went back down um, in pregame. What did I do, Mike? During the pregame? Yeah. What What was my featured 
thing before the game started. So you're talking about the event before the game that happened. So basically, what did you experience from the from the, the stances? Um, so pretty much, you know, we thought Billy was going to be, you know, getting the crowd hyped, you know, before the players run out on the field. Uh, so about 20 minutes before game time, the barnstormers are getting ready to come out for their their ceremonial. Uh, banner raising mm-hmm. and they hand Rob a flag and there's like run out to midfield and come back so literally I guess he had to wave it but still he yeah. ran out to midfield waved it like four times and then ran back to the end zone where he you know came back out so basically Rob's running in a head that he can't see except for <laughs> you know six inches in front of his nose yeah pretty much and runs out they tell him to run out Wave it, come back. So that that basically consists of a pretty much all you did for the first half, except for seeing people as well. In yeah, the and I'll get into that. And well, Mike's referring to they handed me a flag. Um, it's kind of one of those big flags that you'd see, uh, like a cheerleading squad for a college team run out with. Um, that might say like Iowa on it or ISU, and <laughs> I had to run to midfield, which would be. Basically, like a 50-yard line for you, fami- you not familiar with the indoor game, but it's a 25-yard line. I couldn't see where, so I got pretty close, I think, and I had to try where to wave it around. Where were you supposed to get to? The midfield logo, okay. the one where it says Barnstormers. Gotcha. See, From yeah, the you, snap, it looked like I was pretty close. Yeah, you were probably at like the, it'd be the 25-yard logo, right? Yeah. In the middle, so yeah. you were standing probably at like the 21-yard line. Yeah. So you were somewhat close. Yeah, I couldn't see it, so yeah. I, I figured I was close. And it was pitch black. <laughs> but I ran back, and I did that. And then periodically through the game, I got to take the head off because if I didn't, I probably would have died um, from heat exhaustion. So I got to go to the green room and kind of relax and drink some water. Um, but another thing that Billy gets to do is go see the kids and um, – if they have a birthday party. So we went and got, they get a birthday package and then we have to go to a specific, uh, where they're sitting and hand it to them and take pictures. So we went to section, uh, one ten uh, to see these kids and it was a chore getting down stairs. Um, well, I figured it out <laughs> and handed it to them and, uh, came back and then halftime I had to get, I had to basically sprint back down the stairs and I got to ride in the golf cart. And what did I get to do in that golf cart, Mike? Pretty much wave, wave, wave at the crowd as you roll around, or basically rolled around the field getting footballs thrown at you. Yeah, the little mini footballs that... Because uh, you were supposed to be the obstacle to knock footballs down if they were trying to throw it to get on a mat in the middle yeah, of the field. Yeah, and they're just chucking at me because they want to. So yeah. that was fun. <laughs> um, and then I did some more walking around, but... I uh, I got to call it quits basically after the third quarter, um, and watch the fourth quarter from down on pretty close to the field on the in the end zone. So um, I have a lot of room for improvement, but uh, I had a great time. I mean, it was hotter than hell, but I truly loved it. It was great to see the kids, um, and I got to fulfill a lifelong dream. So, what is your first question for me, Mike? That you want the people to hear. Now, when are you getting us our first IFL football? Since when, <laughs> when it goes in the stands, you get to keep the football. 
We just got to sit in the right spot, man. No. I can't just... All right, so... They have a bag full <laughs> of footballs down where you're standing. All you have to do is grab it and just throw it in the stand to me. So, Mike saw right. this sack of footballs that he wanted me to throw him one, and he kept pointing at me, and I'm by, like... A lot of the head of operations here. Um, so I didn't. If he just sat in the right spot, he would have got one not, the correct way. I'm not paying sixty dollars to sit next to the field. <laughs> hey, at this game, you probably could have made it down there. And well, I probably could have walked down there. Yes. Yeah, instead with the diehard. So, yeah. what's your next question? Um, interesting. Uh, did. What what was, what was the weirdest set thing somebody said to you being Billy? Uh, this one little girl um, came up. It was her and her brother. And um, most of them would, like, kind of hug me while they took a picture, right? And I have this leather jacket on, which is, like, this bomber jacket. And she gave me the weirdest look. And I could kind of see it out of my small periphery. And she said, why are you so slick? Which I'm assuming she was referring because the leather jacket is slick. Mm. But then I got self-conscious. And I'm like, is it because I'm really sweaty? Because <laughs> I was really sweaty. So I've been thinking about that even into today, what she actually meant. So oh. that was probably the weirdest thing. That or the lady like creeping on me with my mascot helmet. How many, how many people do you think you uh, correspond with over the whole evening? Well, like how about t- taking pictures with? Picture, yeah. I probably took close to 50 pictures. And then if you just say two people per, so that's probably 100 people. 100 people. Um, Non-picture takers and just like high fives, fist bumps is probably 20 to 30, if I had to guess, that didn't actually stop me and take a picture. Um, Some random guy down the hallway... Um, down below Wells Fargo Arena, like in back the, in the yeah, he grabbed me. I can't, I don't know what he looked like, but I thought that was kind of random. Like so I wasn't somebody that had to work for <laughs> yeah. Wells Fargo Arena or, or the event security. It was one of them, but I can see his face. So that was very random. Did you hang out with Jackie Schmelling? Uh, yes, she actually called me Billy. Yep. and just give me, give me a thumbs up because I was standing where she was. Um, getting stuff together for all the promotions. Doing her MC work? Yep. Yeah, very nice lady. Do you think she's been run by the 7th floor crew? <laughs> I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. That's fine. Yeah. She went to the U. She did. Well, Anything else you're curious about? Not really. Okay. Are you excited to do it again? Yeah, so... Uh, for our listeners out there, the next home game is April 6th. Uh, I did get asked back. Um, I didn't get fired on my first day, so that's good. Um, Are you going to get a flag to practice? Practice holding <laughs> it up and I making sure? I think I get to practice driving the golf cart with the head on, so I get to do this solo. Really? That could be deadly and fun. Have you signed a waiver for insurance reasons? I'm hoping for that I will. Okay. But you're not driving that fast. I think I can handle it. I used to drive a Zamboni, and this will be fine. Well, that's true. But, <laughs> yeah, I just hope you don't hit the gas when you're trying to hit the brake or something. Yeah, that might be tough. Um, yeah, so, I no, I'm honestly, I'm really excited. Like, I, I had a good time besides 
being as hot as I was, there was periods where I really thought I wasn't going to make it because <laughs> I had to keep the head on and it was just, it was brutal. But do you um, need to invest, just, invest in like a durag or a headband? Oh yeah. I'm wearing a headband next time because I got sweat in my eyes and I hurt and I, I couldn't put, say. you know, stick my finger up, up there. Yeah. yeah. So, so you scare some little kids. I don't want to be You got one guy. or you got one ordered? I'm going to order one. Okay. And thankfully for Amazon, I'll be here in you know, two, that, two, days, two days. So yeah. I, uh, We'll be able to do that, but yeah, I had a great time. I'm really excited for April. Um, so for you guys listening, April's the next home game. Um, there's not another one until May, but there's three in May and two in June. So as long as I don't get canned for any reason, you can come uh, see your old boy. Hopefully improve um, as Billy the Barnstormer. It's uh, it's been a great year, you know. Like starting this podcast was something that was on my bucket list and another one was being a mascot and I knocked both of those out in less than six months. So the future's bright, Mike. Now what's on your bucket list? I don't know. I don't know where we go from here. Do I go up the Des Moines mascot ladder? Oh, do I, you know, Can move on to heavy bear? See, we've talked about this. I don't want to be, hot. yeah. As hot as this thing was, could you imagine that in July, August? Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah. That's probably why you don't see Cubby Bear all the time either. He's probably taking a breather. Yep. So makes you wonder. So I was wondering this. What other so, mascots are there? Would well, you... there's Alpha Wolf, who is the Iowa Wolf's mascot. And he parties a lot. So they must have some cooling mechanism in that thing. Okay. And then there's the Iowa Wild mascot. But the problem with him is. You have to skate. You have to skate. And you never see him besides the skating, I feel like. Do you see him walking around really a whole lot? No, because he has to leave the skates on, I'm guessing. Yeah, so. Do you know how to skate very well? Well, I did work at the ice arena for two years. But does that mean really well or not? Well, I'm not doing a triple uh, axle or anything. But Are you going to stay up most of the time? Yeah. Okay. I got pretty good at it by the time I left. Okay. So, um, all right. Any other questions? Nada. Well, we'll keep the people informed on my life as a professional mascot um we will post the picture on our social media so you can see what billy looks like and see if you want to come on down to wells fargo arena and see your old boy make sure to give him a high five and take a picture with me hang out with that mustache fool <laughs> uh make sure to get there early i won't be as sweaty as i will be later so that's probably key as well so all right do so they, do they have the 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 outfit dry cleaned every week for you to get the sweat out. Yeah, they they clean it. Okay. Because they so the fo- the pants were actually football pants. They're under Under Armour. Okay. They're actually pretty nice. It's the same ones that the players wear. Okay. So I got like specifically sized for that. Okay. And then yeah, the jacket would have to be dry cleaned because it's leather. Okay. And then the head is all like foam on the inside and stuff. So I don't know what to do with that. So your DNA is all over it now. I am you're very part, you're part of that. You're part of that, that, that costume now. It'll be tough to get me out of it, I think. So, <laughs> All right. So moving on to our second section here. Um, I kind of wanted to talk about the Iowa State basketball season. Um, What's that? <laughs> Mike's gotten very sour on the last couple weeks of the season. Um, I'll let him go off on that. But I just kind of wanted to recap to start off with um, the boys ended up 20 and 11, which uh, in conference was nine and nine. 
you know, before the season, I think most fans would have took that compared to what we experienced last year. You know, this is basically a guarantee that you get into the NCAA tournament. And with a pretty young team besides a transfer that never played in Mariel Shayok and uh, Nick Weiler-Babb, who did play quite a bit um, and has this season as well. Um, we had a guy who experienced Solomon Young, but he was hurt. He never really played this year. Um, Zoran Talley Jr. did play a little bit um, in the past years, but he didn't really play a ton this year. But um, it was, I don't know, it was interesting to have the freshman play. Um, Tyrese Halliburton was a huge spark in the early season, um, as well as Talon Horn Tucker. You could see the potential in both of them. Uh, Michael Jacobson, especially early in the year, was incredible for a guy that sat out last year, I thought. Um, Lindell Wigington got hurt early, so then he never really started the rest of the season. Um, I think it might have affected his mentality, um, but he's extremely talented. It's easy to see. Um, who am I missing that actually played quite a bit? Well, Cameron Lard, you know, off, on, off, on. Suspension, not suspended, you know. So it's not surprising that the season ended up the way it did um, as we entered postseason play. But when you have, you know, huge wins like at K-State against Kansas at home, at Texas Tech, you expect bigger things from this team. But then they lose, what, four at home in conference? Yep. Which, if there's one thing that the Cyclones... Yeah, I've been able to do. to do that. Yeah, when they're is, when they're making a tournament like that. When they're a tournament team, they usually at least defend at home, you know, and lose maybe usually some crappy ones on the road. Kansas or something. Yeah, yeah. So when so do you feel like the whole season they were always destined to get here, or do you think something specifically happened to get them off the rails? Specifically starting in February when that TCU game happened at home and they lost against a team that's not that good. So, to be honest with you, I think I think this is team is about – they're at where they should be at. I mean, they have the talent, but it's so young. The, the other talent that's not there is already – um, or the, the older talent is probably not, you know, the talent that is going to be led, lead a team. I guess they're just not, you know, the leadership's not quite there from the older group. They're the, you know, you have Michael Jacobson, who's an Iowa kid, or, you know, Mariel Shayok's not somebody from Iowa State, you know, been there for four years and know what, you know, George Niang went through or, you know, what, you know, some of the older people went through, like Al, um, uh, Melvin, Melvin Edgem. Yeah. You know, they're the ones that didn't really, you know, just coming in one year and not knowing, you know, what this is about. And really, to be honest with you, I think this team was more fun watching them play when they didn't have Wigington or they didn't have Lard playing on this team. So if you look back through... So before um, December, basically. Basically, like, that tournament in The Maui, Maui Invitational. Was, even though they went 2-1 and one and lost a really tough game to, like, Arizona. They should have beat Arizona, but, the, but that was a tough game. 
But that team was fun because that ball flew around the court. Yeah, like, everybody I, played you, tough. You never saw the ball stick in people's hands. That ball was moved and always, you know, passed to the right position. You know, they never had issues at that point. Um, all of a sudden, you know, those guys come back and it, and it literally turns into uh, THT. He would just pull up from 30 feet and take a shot. And it's there was, does. there's no <laughs> offense. Yeah. Literally, it just turns into a lot more ISOs and just making shots. And when you aren't making shots, it doesn't look like good offensive basketball. Yeah. And it just the ball was just sticking way too much. And it's not even fun basketball to watch. Like if you're if you're defensively, you know, making stops as well, too, and, and can make three or four stops and get one bucket yourself in three or four stops, it can still be somewhat fun to watch. But they're not even getting stops either. Like, they're giving up 70, 80 points because they're just giving up long offensive rebounds and not even playing defense as well either. You know, and I think, you know, they're playing – they have some good, you know, closeouts and stuff that happened. Like, uh, um, I saw them close out, you know, on a lot of three-pointers that the other teams made, but it's just the closeouts weren't very good either. Um, well, I mean, uh, re- rebounds – Yeah. Know. I mean, offensive rebounds, especially against – Teams like Baylor have yeah. really killed this team. And that's why they've lost games that they probably shouldn't have. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think all of Cyclone Nation is very frustrated because it's easy to see these flaws. And you think that it should be something that you can fix. Yeah. But we've went through all these games, and they will have – the reason I brought up the TCU game is so that they lose this game against shitty TCU at home. They go to K-State, who is co-champ, as we know now, and run them off the court. They win by 14. So you're like, oh, they got to figure it out. Come back against Baylor at home, who they've historically struggled with, always for the same reason, but refuse to figure out how to offensive rebound against these guys and then lose by four. And then go to TCU, and same thing. Just can't figure it out. And then you come home against Oklahoma and play better. You win by 17, and you're just like, oh, you know, I can figure this out. Then you get absolutely dump truck the next two games at Texas, at West Virginia. Texas, you know, is somewhat talented, and they can turn it on, but West Virginia is terrible this year. And the body language in that game was terrible, and – they showed up better this past Saturday, um, and Texas Tech, you know, is the best team in the league, and I get it, but it just makes you wonder, like, could <laughs> could they even put it together to even win a postseason game? I mean, I feel like that's a serious question, right? Literally at this point, I've as I mentioned to a lot of people, I'd rather just see him go to Dayton, lose in Dayton, and be done on Tuesday night. Yeah. Because if it's not even going to be – competitive for them to go to a tournament game, just losing the first four and be done. Because it's 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 not even I don't know. It's just something where it's like I don't even want to set the expectation and, and you know take off of you know work or put the game on while I'm, you know, checking out work or something that day if I know the team's gonna be, you know, just dreadful. I'm just gonna be like, why did I even turn this on? And it's happened like four or five times this year is I turn a game on and I shut it off within ten minutes because I'm like, this there's no yeah. there's no urgency in this team. 
And, you know, it is college kids and, you know, college athletics and you can't take it seriously, but it's like, like sometimes you're just like, I just want them to, you know, be competitive and fight and you don't even see it in there. And it's like, well, why watch a team when they don't even fight and compete? Yeah, that's true. Cause I, you feel like there's been past years. I look at, you remember Fred's first year, they basically went 500 that team was fun to watch because they worked their asses off. Guys like Deontay Garrett and um, Jake Anderson. Uh, Chris Christopherson. Not Scott. Scott Christopherson, yeah. And those guys like worked really hard, even though they lost, what, 16, 17 games? Yep. And, you know, you see this team that's They were extreme. in a lot of games, too. Like, oh, yeah, they could have. in a game. Yeah. Like, except getting blown out by, like, a Kansas or somebody. They have a few of those. But yeah. every other Big 12 school, they were always in yeah. the game. And if they had, like, one more guy, I think they probably would have finished in the top half of the Big 12. But, like, I think what's frustrating in this team, you, you see how good they can be yeah. because they go on the road and dump truck a Texas Tech or Kansas State or beat Kansas at home by, like, 20, you know. But that just – look at, like, Darren DeVries at Drake. Like, he had nothing <coughs> on that roster this year. And they, they returned three – no. Yeah, two scholarship, three, two scholarship, scholarship guys. Players. Yeah. It was Noah Thomas and Nick McClendon. Yep. And they won the Missouri Valley. Yeah, and just look at what Darren DeVries was spacing mm-hmm. on that offense. He, oh, they yeah, they spaced it out. They have a whole bunch of freshmen and transfers, which I'm sure, you know, helps out a little bit, but they're not, like – stars no they're not stars space. at all spacing they had a walk-on kid play a ton of minutes this year spacing they had to. pass the pass the ball and literally just your offense runs so smoothly and they just basically played solid enough defense to win basketball games so it just like to me is like you it's basketball you have to make shots to win the game and when it's poor offense it's not even really that fun no it's me. not it's yeah. not and I think that's what's frustrating a lot of fans this year. Um, and, I mean, it's something that we as a group talk about with our friends, you know, Beetle and Riley. Because it is frustrating. And it's like, you know, I'm trying to look forward to this uh, Big 12 championship. Because I, I feel like in the grand scheme of things, we got a pretty good draw. Um, even though we always struggle with Baylor, we can beat them. Mm-hmm. And then we've already shown, because if we won, we'd probably play Texas Tech, right? Because we're on the that side of the it's bracket. K-State, because K-State tied, and they had the tiebreaker. They had the tie. Okay, so so I'm sorry. it would be so K-State. It would be good. And we've shown, it, it doesn't matter. We've shown we can beat either team. Yeah. Not that, I mean, it, it would matter, but if they could turn it around and do that in the Big 12 championship, which we've done before, we've came from, the year that we went, we were in the 4-5 game, yep. and we won the whole thing. I, I literally think anybody in the Big 12 that's in the top six can make a run to the final in this in this league this year, with and Kansas it, being down. And if we play it to our potential, I think we can, especially with – I mean, fans are still going to go, regardless if they're frustrated with the season or not. And maybe one game, but they're going to go. Yeah, so yeah. – and then, you know, depending on – Let's say theoretically that happens, it could improve our stock from we basically fell from a five seed. We're probably going to be what an eight now. If seven eight, I was yeah. thinking a seven ten game was very possible. Yeah, but if we won the Big Twelve tournament, we could go back up to a five, 
probably. So, yeah. All I know is fans in the state of Iowa better jump on the women's team if you want to see success <laughs> in the tournament this year. Because yeah. Iowa and Iowa State aren't going to cut it and make it to the second weekend. You better look to yeah. Bill Finley and Lisa Bluter's teams if you want to see a second weekend in the Drake, tournament this year. Drake, too. And the women. Uh, Drake women will probably win a game, maybe. Yeah. Or could win a game. But I think they could win. They're going to be game. in the tournament. Yep. But it is just something where if you want to see good, you know, good women's basketball, you better jump on these teams. They're both in the top <laughs> 15 in the nation. Really good. Yeah. I think they could both make a run possibly to the sweet 16, depending on uh, matchups. Yeah. Um, obviously there's some, they're both probably going to host first round games too. Correct. Yeah. They get to do that. So that'll be, that'll be awesome. Hopefully people will go out to that. Um, who do you think ends up in Des Moines while we're talking about, uh, First round stuff. Well, what's do we, the do we get a so Des Moines gets a two a three seed or two seed? It, do, it depends. It just depends. Yeah, it doesn't okay. know, but um, because it could be two, it could be two one seeds. It could be like a one seed and a yeah. three seed. But that I just wonder what's Kansas going to be a three seed this year? Yeah. Well, I don't know because like they didn't even win the conference and. Like Tech, they had as a three seed. So Kansas is probably like a four. Four seeds, probably. Yeah. So, I mean, I, could I guess see, I could look. I can see bracketology is right now. Yeah, CBS. I can see Kansas being like a four seed in Des Moines because they know people come up for Lawrence to Des Moines from Kansas. Let's just take a look here. I'm trying to think of some other higher way. higher schools well. at that point, but it could be a random team. Like they could bring mm-hmm. Gonzaga here or. They could bring, like, I'm trying to think of what's top 10 schools. What's up? I'm bringing it up right now. So, right now, our boy. Uh, Joe Lenardi? No. No. Screw Lenardi. I hate oh, Lenardi. Okay. Jerry, Jerry Paul, Paul from CBS has uh, North Carolina as a one seed, Virginia as a one seed, Gonzaga as a one seed, and Kentucky as a one seed. He has us. As an eight seed playing Syracuse in Columbus, with Kentucky as the one seed. What 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 does he have for the Des Moines? Region? The Des Moines ones for here is he would have Cincinnati St. John's, which is a six eleven matchup. And so who's the three seed there? Michigan Harvard. So Michigan is that, and then the other Des Moines one. Hold on. Time is it? Oh, here we go. Michigan State is a two seed playing Bradley, who just punched their ticket. Yep. So, so really, he has Michigan and Michigan State coming to Des Moines. Yep. And then wow. Auburn TCU is a seven ten in Des Moines. Which, if we played, if we were a seven seed, would they put us in Des Moines? That's that. If this scenario happened. So that's why you bashed on Lenardi. Mm-hmm. Lenardi had, uh, if we're a he seven still has seed. us as a five seed, didn't he? We're not well, gonna be a five seed. I thought he got moved. Did he move it? Okay, but, I'll I'll bring it up. He, I just hate him because when he cuts into games, he just looks like a jabroni. He, I'm sorry. Uh, I thought he had a <laughs> Iowa State as a seven seed in Des Moines somewhere, but I don't remember who was the, the two seed in that region. That's fine. I'll pull it up here in a second. Let's see if I play man. Bracketology. Dum dum. Joey Larry. Look at his stupid face. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Des Moines. He has. He has Wofford as a seven seed. 
Go Terriers uh, versus St. John's. Did they win their league yet? Uh, they were in the semis. I I'll look after I. There is also talk of them getting in at large. Uh, large. It'd be the first time in that conference they'd have two bids. Yep. So here he has seven ten, Wofford St. John's, two fifteen Michigan State Wright State, and then yeah, and then seven ten Louisville Ole Miss, two fifteen Michigan Montana. So So Michigan Michigan State both in the morning. Interesting. And then this one he has is that the Midwest region? No, one's in the east and one is in the west. Well, yeah, and that makes sense. But But like I told you, he still has a five seed here. Yeah, seven five. Yeah. Against New Mexico State. Not happening. Just send us to Dayton. Get it over with, Jerry. <laughs> he has Iowa as a nine seed here. Against UCF and Duke's region there. They'll be playing, uh, what's the big tall guy? Tall, oh, he's 7'6". Yeah. Uh, talk, talk Tall. Talk Tall or something his name? Yeah, what is his name? He's got a weird name. Manute Bull's distant relative, I'm guessing. <laughs> Not everybody's related to Minute Bull. He's, All no, right. he's no George Mearshaw. So, well, do you offer smell like cabbage? <laughs> you love George. Nick Beadle would get that reference. He would. So, hit us up, Bede. Um, Wofford beat East Tennessee State in the semifinal today, 81 to 72. So, they'll play the championship game tomorrow against um, whoever wins. Hold on. They're playing right now. It's scrolling. So come for everybody knowing. I Iowa State could play Baylor tomorrow at 8 p.m. on FS1 for the women's game. They're up right now at half by 11. <laughs> Whoever wins Furman UNC Greensboro will play Wolford. Um, speaking of former Iowa State people, uh, South Dakota State lost in their quarterfinal, so they're not going to the tournament. So. Yeah. Former coach TJ Osselberger will not be going to the NCAA tournament this year. With he has two guys that scored three thousand points in their career, and he's not going to go. Really? Yeah, Mike it, Dom, and then there's ups, another kid on the team. Upset then? Yep, huge upset. It was an eight over a one, hmm. based off their seedings. So interesting. All right. Um, is that all we got for Iowa State? I mean, that's all I got. I'm just hopefully. Yeah, we maybe my get a good effort. In the tournament will change, but right now it's like I don't even see a team out there fighting and trying to fight for wins and trying to I thought make something happen. Personally, I, I thought the effort was a lot better last Saturday. Yeah, I mean, and maybe it was just because it was senior day, but I don't know. I don't know. I just to me, and I can't. They're they're college kids. I'm sure they're fighting and trying to do what's you know the best that they can, and but. Sometimes it's just the body language out there is not the same. They're not, you know, fighting for each other. They're fighting for, you know, as as somebody said in our group test, uh, group message this week, they're not fighting for the name on the chest. They're fighting for the name on the back of the jersey. Yeah, but I don't know. I think I honestly think they're going to win Thursday. I, I don't doubt that. And then we'll see from there. And depending on their matchup in the first round, I think they could win. Depending, even if it's an 8-9 game, I think they could beat whoever the 9 seed is. Would they beat the 1 seed? Probably not. But, hey, K-State followed that track to the lead 8 last year because Virginia lost to the UMBC Retrievers. So Go Retrievers. Maybe there's another one of those this year. (laughs) 
we can only hope. So, all right. Well, that wraps up the Iowa State part. No fact today? Nah. Hey, pull up that Oklahoma State thing. We'll just drop that on people because I thought that was interesting. What? The, the wrestling, wrestling thing. So Kit's really dialed in the college wrestling right now. So how they how they're the greatest program of all time? <laughs> yeah. So. He stated to me earlier that Oklahoma State, the Cowboys, are the greatest wrestling program of all time. And Rob was confused by this. I was very confused by this, and so drop o- it down on. Oklahoma State won 23 national titles. Um, now, granted, most of them were in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Correct. But they are basically are... They weren't in Oklahoma State back then. They were no. probably the Oklahoma, Oklahoma A&M... Uh, Aggies, I think, at that yeah. time, maybe. But, um, and, you know, recently they've had some success as well, too, and they're always in the top five. But uh, them and Iowa State are the only two, or actually, I should scratch that. They were the first two first two. Uh, teams to have 1,000 career dual victories. Um, and I think have since been joined by the Hawkeyes after that. But it, first, Iowa State went first, then followed by Oklahoma State to 1,000. So what you're saying is Iowa State – had the greatest wrestling program known to man. Well, they won at three. one point. They won. They wrestled a lot of dual meets and won them. They just don't have as many national titles. So yeah, well, fake national titles back in the. Is it? It's like in college football where they everybody claims a national title from the fifties or forties or whatever. Well, maybe. Yeah, everybody's like UCF. Hey, we went undefeated. We yeah. have a national title. Wrestling, they actually had a tournament that determined us. <laughs> I know. I'm so. just kidding. Oh, that's funny. All right, so. Don't get you started on having an actual tournament, because that's what you want for college oh, football. College football? No, that's gonna take too long. You want six? People already listen to forty plus minutes. They you don't. want sixty-two? You want a sixty-four man? So uh, Mike Leach. No, I don't want sixty-four. I want sixteen, but today's not the day. We'll have a different podcast about that. Uh, we can debate it. I'll get you riled we, up. Yeah, that's fine. We'll uh, we'll set that up. We'll do that um, after college basketball. How about that? We'll put that on the docket. Okay. I will come with my arguments. You come with yours, and we'll okay. have we'll have a mediator. We'll I just say we, who, I just say we go back to the uh, BCS again. But yeah, I know you'll hate that. BCS, get that, get the hell out of here with that trash. All right, we're not doing this today. No, right. no, no, no. Okay. So next, we are gonna hit up our friend Bill and hopefully get him on um, to talk about the Hawks and. <laughs> Amazingly, they they've had even worse luck than our Cyclones, so we'll uh, we'll kind of talk about their season and postseason, hopefully hopes for our Hawk fans out there. And uh, they need to join our club and realize this: these teams aren't making it out of nowhere <laughs> right now. Uh, Hawk fans are going to agree. Yeah, with me. Men, men can dream. So um, with that, you know, check out the Barnstormers here in the upcoming months, and check out your old boys, Billy. Um, Hopefully I'm a lot better at it by the time uh, some of our followers show up. But with that, Kit, do you have anything else for today? Nothing for me right now. So glad to be back in the studio. Um, we'll be back with you guys soon. And thank you for joining us on Welcome to the Dog Pound. Party is the Waffle House. Uh-huh. If you ever been here, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Uh-huh. Where people don't dance, all they do is yeah. this. Uh-huh. And after the this original, you the know remix. what it is. I got something else to tell you about the new Motown Where people don't visit, they move out here And ain't no telling who you might see up in Lenox Square I don't know about you, but I miss the Freak Nick Cause that's when my city used to be real sick People from other cities used to drive for miles Just to come and get a taste of this
this ATL I'm the MVP, most ball in this player Make my own moves, call me the mayor Monday night, you know things change with time Magic City back looking like 89 All my homies on the south side up in the Ritz Tuesday night, the velvet room, same shit Wednesday, strokers, I don't go no more Cause they don't know how to treat you when you come through the door Thursday night, was push, but we moved the fuel And I be up in the booth, drunk, acting the fool Friday night, at Kaya, they still got love And the shark bar be popping like it's a nightclub Saturday still off the easy for sheezy You can find me up in one tweezy Sunday, getting me some sleep I'm on my way to the deck to hit jazz and tease Holla Hey yo, I'm from New York, man Representing NYC to the floor